my cup. Think of me, I bet I must have seen Kalein and Fardain top. Gave me pains of lint. Welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I am your your tall, wonderful host, Judy Gold. And this week, we have the actress. I hate saying actress because I'm not into the gender thing, but I have to say actress because um, and she is an actor. Kate Miller, who you will know from many TV appearances uh, she's had. And she uh, also, we auditioned for the same part in a show. And she got it. And I'm still having her on my podcast. So uh, she's great. She's a great, great performer, actor. And as you will hear, she's not T.J. Miller's wife. She is Kate Miller. She's been taken over by T.J. Miller's wife. Anyway, but you'll hear all about that. So sit back, relax, and enjoy part one of my wonderful interview with the one and only Kate Miller. Everyone, welcome to Kill Me Now. We have a very fun guest today who I know personally, and you know her voice. Uh, You definitely, you know her if you watch TV, but we have a very interesting history because I am, I am recording this in Provincetown where I have a home. (laughs) I knew we were going to talk about Fuck you. We're not talking about it yet. Okay. We can, we can, but- I'll let you lead, darling. I'm sorry. Tell me to shut up. All right. All I have to say, oh, wait, we can talk about it now. I mean, why am I not? Let's organically talk about the fact that our guest today, Kate Miller, who, by the way, just a a lovely person. And this is this is showbiz people. And we were in this is pre-COVID. This is when you actually went and you would go on an audition in person. And uh, it was so much better because now all you do is go on tape and then you redo it and redo it and redo it and redo it. And um, like shouting into the void. Right. And they have no. Oh, by the way, Kate Miller's here, ladies and gentlemen. Kate Miller. I don't know why. I don't know why anybody ever wants to visit with me. It astonishes me. But okay, but yeah, me. no, because you're fun and you know you're on TV and you're hilarious. Anyway, but the point is, we were up for the same role in a, a TV show called High Town, uh, which takes place in Provincetown. And this is the kicker, Kate. I think I texted you this. No, we messaged on Twitter about it. Yeah. Okay, here's the other thing about about this. So we're up for the same part. And of course, she gets it because she's because I'm not a gay icon and I wouldn't have upstaged the protagonist. That's not true. That's why you didn't get it. Okay, whatever. So Kate gets it, which, you know, I was like, okay, I love her. So it's fine. But here's the worst part, Kate. So they there's this place in Provincetown called the Commons, and it's sort of like um, it's like a workspace and a a studio for artists, you know, because you're you come here to shoot. We don't anymore. We did. okay. you did did once. Yeah. First season, they all came there to shoot. And that season I was writing my book at the Commons because I needed like an office space um, because it was during the pandemic and everyone was at my fucking house called my kids. Okay. And <laughs> so 
Uh, I would go to the commons and write my book while upstairs in the artist studio was the production team for Hightown. Like, I'm like, wait, what are you guys, what's going on here? They're like, and they weren't even that nice. The production team for Hightown that I didn't get the job. Okay. Even though I live in, they wouldn't even have had to house me, house me. They would not have had to house me. Anyway. So Kate, Kate Miller gets the job. And I have to have it in my fucking face, you know, I'm while I'm writing my book. I'm amazed okay. I'm here on your show. Like, why? Now, Kate, so I don't, I don't hold. The, one time, this is true. Someone recently told me, my friend Deb Phila, uh, that's the Jew bell. <laughs> I know it is. I already oh, said right. Jew bell. Okay. So Deb Phila, um, apparently, the when I met her, we were both up for the same audition for something. I don't even know what it was. She remembers. And, uh. She went in and I went in and I said, you should just give it to her because she's so perfect for this. And she said no one had ever, she'd never seen anyone do that. But I was happy for you, even though I was like, I can't, like one part on a show that fucking- Tough for white women at our age right now. Like it's tough for white women at any age, but it's really tough for white women if you're- Okay, you're younger than me, bitch. Well, no, I'm not not that much younger than you. I'm going to be 53. I'm going to be- Okay, I'm going to be- that's not that much younger. I'm not like in my 30s or 40s. Six. God, but you look, we both look, we're such fucking rock stars. We I know, we're ageless. rock stars. We're um, ageless. Oh, but my well, comedians is, are, are, you know, we are kind of, you know, we don't age out. I mean, we do if you're on, if you're Netflix, because apparently <laughs> um, if you're a, an older woman, you're not funny. Um, but if yeah. you're, you that's know, a young moist, white guy, you're moist, fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that's the moist twat brigade. On, yes, yes, on, it's on fine. The Netflix stand up. People know you. <laughs> yes, yes, you can say that because you're not in that fucking arena. But you are. Just so everyone knows, my friend Kate Miller, you are the promo voice. This is true. You know when you hear next on HBO. That's Kate Miller. Um, it I mean, it's not as much as it used to be. Okay. It doesn't change, but yes. yes. Animal Planet, in- Discovery Channel, HBO, MTV, VH1, and Lifetime. You, uh, Law and Order, like we have to talk about the Law and Order, the one episode where, okay, whatever, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, we will discuss it. You are DA Amanda Shaw in Hightown. I got a promotion. I, yeah. And it's great that you're on a show that takes place. Where do they shoot it now? North Carolina, honey. And tr- trust me, you wouldn't want to. We just wrapped three weeks ago, season three. Oh, that's great. You just in wrapped. Summer. No, in I know. It's. Summer. I would. In I would. North I want Carolina. the fucking money. I want the in fucking a, money. It's where stuck. are you? You look. Be- that's beautiful where you this are. Is, I'm in my L.A. I'm in my L.A. house. No, it sounds so douchey when that's. Oh, so- I hate you so much. No. I'm here because John DiMaggio, who is my your husband, husband. Well, we were going to get to that. Yeah. He works more here. I work more in New York. I mm-hmm. have the college crash pad apartment in the village in New York. Right. Me and my woman cave. And, and I and he loves it, too. We split. We truly we do split our time, which was a goal since my 20s. And now right. my 50s, I'm able to say it. But it sounds so much better on paper and more glamorous than it actually right. I know. Really. People are like, you're so you rich. I'm that. like, you should see my fucking apartment in New York. Yeah, I have your one bathroom. Town, your apartment. Yeah. Uh, we're just loaded. Towns. We have yeah, carpeting here so- from 90. 1990 wall to wall. Totally. Yeah. 
So you're also the voiceover of video game C-Lab 2021. That's um, probably the biggest cult. Yeah. Famous character one thing. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I don't know if you're a listener of the podcast, you know that I love to do a deep dive into your childhood and yours is fascinating. Now, originally I was like, I can't find any Kate Miller stuff because the comedian TJ Miller's wife, I, I don't know what the fuck, but I found everything on my own. And I want you to know that anything I said to Laura, this is hard because this other Kate Miller is taking over your personality and your name and what, not your personality, but you know what I mean? Your personhood on. Well, that's why all, most of, most of my real shit is off the internet because I just recently got an internet doctor and better no information than wrong information. Right, right. You know. That is exciting, but I found all the stuff anyway, because I am right. a spy. Um, anyway, so your childhood is fucking cray cray. And, you know, you are very attractive, Kate. I think we can all agree. Kind of um, and I think the um, you're, you're English and Irish, obviously, on the paternal side uh, and Lebanese. On the maternal side. You're, the maternal is English Irish? Yes. And I only oh, and Lebanese. Huh? I only found out I'm almost half Lebanese. I did 23 and Me in my late 40s. Oh, my God. Because my childhood is such a mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my mother was such an enigmatic, falconary right. mystery. Right, right. And she she passed recently. And, and she had told me my whole life that my father was some Episcopal minister. And, but he was of Italian descent. I'm like, why the fuck is he Episcopalian if he's Italian? Italian. Hello, yeah. Roman Catholic bitch. And I was just like, yeah. for, for shits and giggles, I'm going to do 23. Right. right. 48% Lebanese. And it was like a bell went off over my head. Right. Everything uh -huh. made sense and fell into place about my physical appearance, my energy, my 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 hot temper, my, my the first time I ate mamoons in New York. Right. The, your anti-Semitism. Kind of it was like, oh, like I didn't know. I like I didn't know. You what didn't was even happening. laugh at my anti-Semitism joke. OK, I said your and your anti-Semitism. Oh, like, I didn't hear that. I know. I rambling talking. I know. Don't I thought it was a funny fake news. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. So that's so crazy. I mean, I do a whole bit about 23 and me and my act because of know. course I did it and it is so boring. Juju. That's my <laughs> DNA. This. Okay. Um, but I always ask in the audience and this guy two nights ago was in the audience and he's like, I just found out who, who my father is the day before he came to my show. And he's like, I'm Scottish. I had no fucking idea. He didn't even know who his father was. So it's it's crazy. I love yeah. this DNA shit. I mean, I'm um, still, I still don't know who my father is, even though. Right. I'm I know. Dead. OK, shut up. We're not there yet. Okay. I like to I like to bring people along. OK, but you definitely have that Middle Eastern, you know, and it's great. You know, it's good to be a mutt or, uh, you know, have more than have one. A name like Kate Miller, which yeah. could not be more white. And I know. Do you think if you had known that before you would have changed your last oh name? Oh, my God. Yeah. Kate Millimod and Millimod yes, or something. So, yeah. yeah. You were born in Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> You, but you were raised in rural West Virginia. And I just want to let you know, my assistant, Brittany, who married, uh, is, was raised in, uh, rural West Virginia. Um, and she said, it's crazy town. It's a specific thing, man. Yeah. It, it's, it's crazy town. 
I got um, out at 16. I left early. Yeah, I know. I know everything about you. Um, But wait, what would, so, okay, let's just, I just want to give everyone a background. Your childhood was very fucked up. Uh, no father, uh, an abusive mother, and raised by your grandmother, Dory. Uh, is that correct? Now, correct. and a lot of half siblings. And by the time you were eight, you were an aunt. By the time you were 15, you were an aunt four times over. So you're in West Virginia. You're 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 living with your mother and your grandmother. Separate houses. Separate houses. But you, did you mostly live with your grandmother? I escaped to my grandmother's. At what my, age? I mean, it was the town was so small. Judy, right. rural, there was one stop sign. You wow. could walk the length of the town in 20, 25 minutes. So my what was the name of the town? Pensboro. Pensboro. Oh, Pensboro. And how many people in the town? I mean, 300 maybe. So everyone knew everything. Oh, God. Okay. Just quintessential. Yeah. Small town. A lot of hollers. A lot of deer hunting. Yeah. The, the high school football team. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go. Really nothing to do, but were you was it all white? Oh yeah. No, no people of color. No Jews. One or two. Oh my god, I have a story about the first time I ever met a Jewish person. Oh my god. You're gonna love this. Okay. I, I, I luckily and I don't mean to jump ahead or lead, and I know you're gonna get I to know, everything. but we'll go back. Okay. I, I went to a really fabulous uh performance arts high school in Michigan in called Arts. Interlock and Arts. Yes, yeah. I know. I know. And yeah. you know everything. I'm I know everything about you. About, honestly. And I, there was this great, really cool guy there named Josh Yentis. And I was like, Yentis, what kind of last name is that? And, and I couldn't figure it out. And he fascinated me and he seemed really exotic. He's Brooklyn Jew, you know? Yeah. Had a, had a yarmulke on, which the no first way time, he was Jewy first, Jew. Yeah. Which the first time I ever saw that word in print, I thought it said Yarmukel. Cause yes, I was of course, yeah. and a redneck. Mm-hmm. I literally was so sheltered where I grew up that I didn't think Jews still walked the earth. I thought they no. were olden times in the Bible. Wow. That's how sheltered my childhood was. Like I was exposed to nothing. So when you saw Josh, was it like, wait, a, were you like, wait, where are you what from? The you're, fuck? You're, you're, right. Yeah. Like yeah, they, you know. And was he was he kind about it or was oh, he like totally. you're a I mean, fucking interlocking, interlocking was full of of Jews. I know. I know. Well, And the most creative, talented young people, you know, I went only one year to escape my mother and my right, of course. Died. But I mean, everybody was just it was it was New York City on a campus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned. So I, I would my brain went like this. That's crazy. For the whole year. Yeah. Hey, everyone, you know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity and eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. 
They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto. I just did Chef's Choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to factormeals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50, to get... 50% off. That's code JudyGold50 at factormeals.com slash JudyGold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. Growing up, 300 people, how many people were in your like first grade class, second grade class, third grade? And 15. And everyone, and it was the same class every year. And it was the same people all the way through senior year of high school. And like, where did you Whoa. get your teachers from? You know, that was a weird situation because people would show up that were from out of town. Right. Like suddenly some stranger was there to, and then they, you never saw, saw them again. They would just disappear one day. I had That's... teachers like that that weren't part of the community. So you like, were they in... all the child molesters that were sent yeah. away? Do you know? No, seriously. Yeah. So they they came in. So you never had like that bond with the teacher who you could go to who. My next door neighbor who I mentioned that was my, you know, refuge from from my my mom's home. Her daughter was a teacher, Cinda Wilson, and she's still in my life. And I was. Oh, I love that. I was at their wedding when I was four. And I just recently saw them in, in North Carolina um, she was the second grade teacher at Creed Collins Elementary in Pennsylvania. Wow. Is it still there? Yeah. So, all right. So your childhood consists of it, who's in your house? It's your abusive mother. You. My, my brother, my brothers and my sister are eight, 10 and 13 years older. Yeah. So my sister was married and having babies, you know, she got married when I was four and was having babies pretty soon thereafter. Okay. Um, four or five, I'm, I guess I was. Yeah. Chip and Clint. Chip went to the Air Force. Clint went to college for a minute, played football for Marshall. They were there for splices of my childhood. And I, so I was, you know, they all had each other for support. I was sort of left alone. Right. With, with crazy going through the change. She had me very late. 
So she was already predisposed to be nuts and abusive and then layer on menopause on top of that. Oh, I know. My mother was 41, 40 when she had me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So your mother had four children by three different men. Maybe four now. Who fucking knows? Who knows? Um, And all the kids were products of affairs. So she wasn't in relationships with these. She people. had one marriage. She says Chip and Clint came from her one marriage that lasted eight years to John Miller, whose name I have that I shouldn't have. Right. Is you know, do you, have you ever met John Miller? This is yeah. I mean, yes, he in, a, in this way, he would come to pick up my brothers when I was little and she would lock me in the bedroom and not let me have we were not allowed to have access to each other. She wouldn't let me talk to him. I would look at the him fuck like it's wrong with her. Psycho. Um, I'm okay though. I, I know, I know, I know. Thank you, Khalil Gibran. We come through our parents, not from them. Yes. Right? Through. All of that. I am uh-huh. I am still healing. Except my kids. Um <laughs> you're a god, your kids. Congrats <laughs> to you. Congrats to your beautiful bas- basketball playing son, by Thank the way. Thank you. Thank you. Incredible. So, yeah, so, I would see him. He was an enigma. He was rich. He had a big Lincoln. He he looked like. Where did he live? He lived in Columbus, Ohio, and he would uh-huh. drive and pick up my brothers. And uh, he would bring me T-shirts with my name on it. He brought me one once with a ladybug with the felt letters. Remember this? Oh, yes, 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 yes. He was yes. never unkind. And, you know, and then I felt, but I never really ever got to speak to him or see him or talk to him. Why do you think your mother kept you in the bedroom? I have no idea. I have no clue. Maybe. Well, he obviously knew about you. All right. That's crazy. Okay. The brothers and sisters said that she got pregnant with me at the end of their marriage. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I have no idea. Okay. I mean, it's crazy. Okay. So you're going to school. You're a good student. Which I always find fascinating that there are so many people I interview who've had these just awful childhoods, no support, no parental guidance, and they excel academically. You know why I think that is? It's a place to focus your mind. Right. It's it's a place to to escape. Two, it's... um, self-validation if you're successful right. it's 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 a band-aid it's a well, when you came home with a good report card was your mother like didn't no didn't shit. even give a sh- not Black jewish not jewish yet. no not. my grandmother would celebrate it put it on right. the front, my name and this is your mother's mother yeah because i didn't uh, have any paternal any, family right. whatsoever now at school were people, other kids, like, you don't have a father? Like, what was it like in this small little community that? I never f- felt like I fit in, even with the grownups there. I, I mean, it was like waiting. I was like Moses waiting for the rivers to part so yep. I could get out. Like, get the I fuck knew, out. Yeah. I knew that I didn't belong there. I knew mm-hmm. I didn't fit. I knew it instinctively from the time I had a consciousness. And that sounds really judgmental, and I don't mean for it to be. No, I. Uh, you want to escape the certain circumstance. I totally well, get the, not, that. Not just the circumstance. That did, that's not the only thing that wanted that wanted you know in my soul wanted to get away from. It was there was an an, an inertia there that, mm-hmm. that frightened me. I felt suffocated by it. Right. I felt suffocated by the same day every day. Right. 
But did you escape and did you have a TV? Like was where oh did God, you get I your dream? Up, I, right. I, I also had an incredibly blessed childhood in another way. My grandmother was a widow and and had a, a, a rather grand estate, 100 acres or wow, know, and a big pond that her, <gasps> her husband had built in that shape of a heart for oh, anniversary. That's so sweet. OK, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, that tennis Love and support yeah. class. Mm-hmm you know, prime rib and the crystal and the silver at the holidays. We had all that kind of bridge parties. And there how, was all that how, elegance too at my grandmother's and then my sister, how, you know, with an outhouse and a trailer. Yeah. Okay. So did, how far was your mother from your grandmother? I could walk there in 15 minutes. Did you ever talk to your grandmother about like, why does mommy live like this and you why live like this? Why does she treat me this way? Why yeah. Like yeah. My grandmother would just say she was born a bad seed. Do you think, but she was obviously mentally ill. I think, honest, this is really out there. I've already pissed off half my family and they don't talk to me anymore anyway. Oh, fuck them. Um, I think she, my mother and my, my grandfather had a, had a sexual relationship, quite frankly, is what I really think. Wow. Miriam, when my mother was older, she would say things that just would shock me. And, and so your grant, your mother, I read was jealous of your relationship with your grandmother and was your grandmother, did she ever make any comments about your relationship with your mother or no? She, she knew that she didn't treat us well. She knew all of that. She also enabled her. I mean, now that I'm an adult and I look back, I'm like, why did you buy her a fucking house when she was in her forties or fifties? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stop giving her cash every time she comes That's to the house. crazy town. That whole, that. My, that wealth, like, and, and, you know, there was wealth before I was born. There was very little left by the time I came around, but the remnants of it were there. The land was yes, there. Yes, yes, yes. The, the, the China. The, were, yes, yeah, all of yes. that, you know, the velvet furniture, the, all of the, the grand house, all of right. that was still there. Um my mother was just very spoiled and entitled, I think. And then ends up in a fucking trailer. Well, she didn't end up in a trailer. My sister did. She said, but ends up in a house that right. my, my grandmother bought for her. Wow. You know? So you say that you were raised by your grandmother and that you were close with your grandmother. And then she dies when you're 16, which is a great age to have the person who's taking care of you drop dead. How did she die? Was it a stroke or? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. I think I read that, but. Smoked like two packs of, of, uh, non-filtered Raleigh cigarettes a day and would do shots of whiskey, starting with search for tomorrow all the way. Oh, yes. Every half hour, she kept a bottle and a and a little glass under the sink by the dishwashing liquid. She'd go in there and shoot. And wow! Smoked. She played basketball in 1922. No way! Everyone on my maternal side—my mom, my sister, my grandmother—they're right. all super tall, and I'm the shrimp. No way! My yeah. grandmother played basketball too. That's crazy, isn't it? So cool. Uh, a photo of her somewhere. Oh, I'll that's text it to you. It's hilarious and gorgeous. So did you like go to the prom? Like, was it an, I went to prom when I was in Parker, Parkersburg, West Virginia was a town that was an hour or so from Pensboro. And my mom ended up getting a job there. 
uh, some sort of office job. And she got me into the junior high and high school there, even though that wasn't our geography, which did help me and better me, you know. And then I left to go to Interlochen before senior year came. So I did go to junior prom. Oh, okay. I, I never went to the prom. Okay. So your, your I grandmother. I minute of it. Your grandmother dies and you go to your mother finds some summer stock in Kentucky. Yeah. Is that correct? Southern Living Magazine. And she you, kidding. she went to Southern and, and she finds this. Now, had you been in this, did they have a school play? Like, how did you know you were interested it in was, theater? Oh, because in seventh grade, Mrs. Eisenhart threw a script in front of me. I didn't. Eisenhart know. wasn't Jewish? Back there, they said they weren't. Hit the oh, Jew boy. You missed the Jew bell. I know. I was looking at it. But what was her first name? Anne. Hmm. Anne Eisenhart. <laughs> oh, Anne. Oh. Come out. Come out. Okay. So you were in the school play. So she decides she's going to ship you off to the, and you are one of three children, essentially, or young people uh, surrounded by all adults. And at this point, you start having sex and you're having sex all the time with 50 year old men. What the fuck is wrong with these men? What is wrong with these men? And these men were in the play. Oh, they were actors. They were they were F list actors needing a free house. Now that I know that and I'm a successful actress, now I know who and what they were and what level I was playing at. You know, and, and did, but I'd honestly never seen guys that good looking in West Virginia. So trust course. me, there was something really fucked up about it. There's also that part of me that was very in touch with my sexuality and that shit was fun. And I'm glad I used that hot little body when I did in a way. I just wish it had been more appropriate with people my age. And, you know, I and then you're on the stage of, with these people. You're on stage with these people. What was the production? Oh my God. It was a repertory thing. We did everything from Neil Simon to Tennessee Williams. Oh my God. It was a dinner theater. It was a dinner theater. Oh my God. And where did you live? Like in a dorm? They had housing there, dorms for us. And you're 16. Did you live with the other kids who were kids? You had your own, you had your own. I was an apprentice. And then there were maybe two other, three other people (gasps) around my age between 16 and 21. And were these like. The whole rest of the company and the cast of actors were adults that they found from backstage in an open call. Oh in my God. Wherever else, Chicago, LA. Yeah. That's disgusting. I know. And I, I know. And uh, I oh my God. out in the world and what I wasn't taught properly. I and, know it's not your fault though. You know? It's not your fault. These fucking men, these predators. I can't, were they married? I'm sure some of them were married. They were. And they're fucking a 16 year old. What disgusting. Ugh. Okay. And they're probably Republican now. Okay. I don't know why I rang the bell for that. Okay. This is also why I'm wearing a caftan. I mean, I'm probably Roper most of the time anyway, but that's okay. So you go through the freedom, sexual revolution. You end up then spending your last year of high school at Interlochen in Michigan. How did that happen? And did you, I, where did you I live? Asked, I asked the head of that Summerstock Theater in Kentucky. Well, when I was there, I called my mother and our phone number had been disconnected. So That's I just, right. I read this. You call your mother from Summerstock and you can't find her 
because the fucking phone is disconnected. You have no fucking idea where she is. This is pre-cell phone listeners. Okay. For like a Um, week, I didn't know where she was. And you were calling her to discuss like next step. Like if I'm coming, if you were going to come home. Yeah. We touched base with my mom was when she, you couldn't find her for weeks. Yeah. So I went to the head, the artistic director of this, Eben Henson was his name. Uh Uh-huh. I said, I can't, I can't go back there. I can't find my fucking mom. Did you call talk to your grandmother? Not, not only do I not know where she oh, is. Oh, she's dead. Your my grandmother's dead at this point. Yeah. yeah. My, my, the, the woman that, that raised me, that made me feel safe was my only safe haven is gone. I don't know where my mother is. I'm, I'm not happy in my domestic mother. home yeah. life there. Can you please help me get into some sort of art school? How we do you, at, I mean. We looked at Walnut Hill in North yeah. Carolina. We look, North Carolina School of the Arts. Walnut Hill was, I think, in Connecticut or New Hampshire, something like that. And Interlochen. And Interlochen was interested. And my mom showed up and, and helped me fly up there. She Did she come to any of your dinner theater shit? Once Stuff? or twice. Okay. So she fought, you find her. Where was she? She had moved into a new apartment and the phone just wasn't hooked up yet. Okay. I can't, I can't being a mother. I can't like, you don't know how many times I know. I'm like, where are you? What did you eat? Like, it's just, I don't understand. Okay. So my husband ignores me or doesn't hear what I say. I act like a uh five-year-old still. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I will very vulnerably say that. Like wow. it is still a very present trigger for me not being when when someone I love is not aware of me. Right. And you feel invisible no. or. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Which is good. That you went into show business because the you know, your agents and representatives always make you feel validated. And yes, <laughs> so interesting. Hey, now that's a joke, people. OK, right. so you have the wherewithal to say, find me a place to finish high school. You end up going to Interlock and you meet Josh the Jew and all the other Jews. And what happens at Interlochen that, you know, opens your world into I'm going to go to college. I'm going to there's a whole world. I mean, you must have met so many different kinds of people. I mean, I, KD Lang went there. Elizabeth Marvel went there. Jennifer Ely went there. I was there with these people. Wow. Like, incredible. And Were incredible you friends with Katie Lang? friends with her, but we were aware of each other. I was okay. still, I was still like just out of the holler right, and, around, of course. and around people whose fathers were wine tasters in Napa with a ton yeah, of yeah. Like I, it, Josh, the Jew, like, right. I so, but they let me play Dan forth in the crucible. They let me play a man. Oh, that's awesome. And I had so much rage and pain. That was very empowering for me. And no one said play him as a man, but it was a male role. And I remember getting like the stipple sponge and yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm this tiny little angry thing, but my voice was already pretty deep. You know, I could go lower. I could do whatever, you know, do the whole thing like this and, you know, suggest a male voice, what have you. And that's when I really said to myself, I'm, I'm, I'm good enough to be a character actress. I'm good yeah. enough to do this and I want to do this. And I like the feeling it gives me when I do this, it's meditative, it's healing. I lose myself. I leave myself. That's what meditation of course. is. Yes. You, you become, know, yeah. You live there, you go there, you, you can help the human condition. You can tell great stories, you know? Oh my God. Can you hear that? Yes. Shut the LA, fuck up. 
Listen, New York fucking city is quieter than this house. Oh, I know. Uh, please, there's pickleball courts like 10 oh feet from God, my Oh my God, I have to close this. All right. Yeah, I'm like the crazy New Yorker. <laughs> Screams at people from Europe. I know, I do that all the time. I mean, I played, uh, I was in the all-female Taming of the Shrew in uh, Shakespeare in the Park. And, and we all, uh, I played, uh, what's his name? The older, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, my Shakespeare's um, terrible right now. Oh, oh God, I can't. I played. It's, um, it's because of this shit. That's oh, my hard. God, Mike Rodos. That's Thank what you. I take. Mike Rodos. No. Oh, you bought it from, did you use Are my code? I, like, okay, this is the thing. I've already been listening to your podcasts for years. Oh, I love you. Like, I've already been there. Like, even, I think, from before we met in the in the audition room that time. And then my big joke with my husband is I can't smoke or take anything. If it's post-2003 strain, right. I just get bugged out. Right. I have whiteies. Wait, have how good is microdose.com? I mean, I haven't had one yet. I take them at night. And what I'm about, when I'm going to write. Yes. These writing. Incredible. Yeah. Microdose.com. They're actually sponsoring this podcast. I Yay! Think. I love that I have them They're on my so couch. great. And I get a 30%. You get a 30, 30% if you use Crazy. microdose.com slash Judy Gold. But it is microdosing THC. And it's so, like, I, I the first time I took it, I was like, okay. And I, I had an interview. I forgot, but I had this interview with a newspaper and I was so articulate and I'm like, and focused. And I was like, yeah. what? Right. Yeah, it's great. It's just the right amount of THC. And it's, I should have taken one for this morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not an in Indica. You got to take the sativa anyway. So you go to interlocking and then you go to college for four. You had a three, seven, uh, in high school. Correct. Mm-hmm. Very proud of you. And then you go to college and you study theater. Where did you go to college? Because I couldn't find it. I can find where Kate Miller, TJ Miller's wife went. <laughs> it's ridiculous. She's not even an actress. I had to call Saget. She was literally using my name to get yeah. credited. It's, it's really bad because. These yeah. young people today. I'm like, yeah. bitch, I have been in the business for like 20 years. Like, you're, you're horrible. not allowed to come. I was Is on the, Broadway when you I were know. in grade school. You're not Is allowed the to internet come. doctor expensive? Yeah, it was not cheap. And it's still not all finished. Well, someone hacked my wiki page. I I don't I rarely Dang. say this and put a horrible photo and took all Dang. my credits down. It's so Dang. fucking annoying. And we can't they what? don't do jack shit if you I don't know. Try. I know. I'm so irritated. It's I'll, awful. If she helps me, I'll pass on her info. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, what was I? What were we talking? Okay, about? Okay, so what? Which college? Oh, did you I go went to college in San Diego. Oh yeah, that's right. You went to San Diego. In and- United States International University. I was there with Jamie Fox. Wow. Were you friendly? Yes, he was my pot dealer. No. Yeah. Jamie Fox. He was then Eric Bishop. He changed. Oh, he changed his name to Jamie Fox. Up when he would do, you know, open mic nights. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of women or whatever. You got a feminine name. He was brilliant. Um, That my college career was great because I lived at the beach, Ocean Beach in San Diego. That's when I beautiful weed. Um, I I was performing at Lord D professional theater houses that were affiliated with the school. Uh, I felt empowered. My GP, you know, my GPA was still pretty high. Yeah. The whole time, even though I was too. Hey now. Um, yeah. Um, I had a blast in San Diego. I, I loved my. Uh, you know, when I used there. to work in San Diego at the comedy store in La Jolla, 
They yeah. had condos for us on the beach. There was the green condo and the blue condo, and everything in the green condo was green, and everything in the blue condo was green. Anyway, <gasps> I, I never slept better in my entire life. No, there's something you about open that. Open the windows and the, oh, I don't know what it is. I never slept better than I have in San Diego. So, uh, hello, San Diego. Thank you so much for listening to part one of my interview with Kate Miller. She, isn't she amazing? Thank you. Uh, this podcast is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling, and everything else in my life is is accomplished because of Brittany Joe Sowards, who is married to Sam Richman, who is a Jew. If you have not subscribed and left a review and given me five stars, like seriously, you don't understand. I need that so that I can keep doing this and I feel like a lot of you or I, like I'll people will be like oh I love your podcast I'm like oh did you leave a review or subscribe or and they're like oh yeah I have to do that <laughs> okay no I need you to do it also I have very high rating on Lyft I want you to know it's gone up uber still shit also my book yes I can say that which will be coming out as an off-broadway show in the spring, you'll want to read the book before you see the show. So fucking get the book or get the audiobook. What else do I have to tell you? I hope that you have a nice end of the summer, Labor Day. I really hate the end of the summer. I hate it so much. I mean, I like that it's fall and like new things are starting, but I really, I don't know. I think it's time for me to move to Florida. Over this past um, summer, I've been performing in Provincetown, and I want to tell you that so many people came up to me after shows and said they love the podcast. So I want to thank all of those people. And I want to give a very extra special thanks to Katie Campbell, whose mother, Val, I play tennis with, whose sister, Annie, used to work at the tennis club in Provincetown. And now she lives in San Francisco and works for William Sonoma. Simona. Sonoma. Katie is adorable. And she said she listens to the end. So I'm dedicating all of my podcasts to her list. I have every ending of my podcast to Katie, okay? Or if you listen to the end and want to tell me, I might dedicate it to you. Because I can't believe you're fucking still listening to my annoying voice. If you live in Philly, I, this is, I say this at the end when no one's listening. I will be uh, at the City Winery in Philadelphia on September 17th. Get your fucking ass there. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, it's um, sunny and warm, and I'm hoping it stays like that for several more months. Uh, and then it'll get cold and miserable, and I'll be in a bad mood. But let's enjoy the rest of the beautiful weather, which changes daily because of climate change. Let's remember that Sarah Palin lost. And that's a really good sign. And... As we always say, so long!